Welcome to On the Mission, a podcast of the Upper New York Conference of the United Methodist Church, offered as a resource to leaders so that they can take the next faithful step in being on the mission of the church. My name is Aaron Bowens, and I will serve as your host for this journey. We'll be focusing the next few weeks on an understanding that we are better together. We live in a time when the difference between us is often highlighted more than anything else. To say we live in a world that feels divided is no real shock to most. Yet we are called by God to live in unity. Unity is a word that is often used, but without gaining clarity as to what it means. Merriam-Webster offers some thoughts for us. They include the quality or state of not being multiple or a condition of harmony. Also offered is the quality or state of being made one. These are helpful to get started. However, the follower of Jesus Christ is invited deeper. We will explore this call to and practice of Christian unity. This week, our guest is Liz Arizzi. Welcome, Liz. Please take a few moments to introduce yourself. Well, um, I am originally from the Bronx, New York, but I lived in Rochester. I've lived in Rochester for most of my life. Um, I'm actually a member of the Emmanuel United Methodist Church, which is right in the heart of Rochester. Um, that's where I got baptized. That's where I really got to know the Lord. And I've been there ever since. And it's my home church. Um, I have served in, in uh, churches outside of Rochester. However, I just recently um, ended a... I don't know that you call it an appointment, but I was serving at Medina United Methodist Church. Um, And so now I'm back in Rochester and just kind of waiting for where God is leading me next. That's not an always, always a bad place to be that, that openness to, to God is always faithful to show us where, where the next pieces are. So it's, it's great, great to have you on the podcast. So we've been talking about how followers of Jesus are called to unity. And, and this week we're exploring the idea of the mission and unity. So I just invite you to, to talk with us a little bit about how you see the mission and, and unity mis- meeting together. So let me just kind of begin with disunity, um, because I think that's something that is unfortunately very much uh, in the church today, and I know firsthand, uh, you know, from experience, how disunity can can cause damage not only in the church family but even in my own family. Um, and you know, the church, it's you know, the the church is a family, but it's composed of families, yeah. <laughs> right? And, and I believe that the first church family was instituted in Eden with Adam and Eve. Okay. So, um, and we know that the church is an extension of the kingdom. So, you know, when the church family in Eden was, I don't know what you would say, maybe attacked, assaulted, I don't know. Um, you know, it, it's since then, it's just been a struggle with the family, the body, the church, to kind of um, come back to that place of unity because there was a separation from God. There was a, a, a disunity from, you know, from that 
that kingdom, because like I said, the church is an extension of the kingdom. So, um, you know, we've been battling with that ever since. And unfortunately, um, in my observation, those forces that keep us from, um, from returning to that place of unity are forces that are not from the outside, but actually from within. Mm. Um, and so because of those forces that we're dealing from within, we lose sight of the mission. Mm. Yeah. So if we think back to Eden, right, the mission for Adam and Eve was to cultivate the garden, it was to multiply, it was to um, take dominion. But they weren't able to fulfill that mission. So we come to where we are today, the church, and right, our mission is to make disciples, to preach the gospel. Um, but again, we've we've lost sight of that because we either can't or we won't deal with whatever struggles we're dealing on the inside. And those struggles tend to lead us towards disunity. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good thinking point of, you know, Eden. So you have the original separation from God, the the first disunity and then very quickly you get into the the story of Cain and Abel which I guess you could argue that would be an internal disunity right so so the first Absolutely. one was the external um you know we said that the the serpent who we often re re equate with Satan the serpent entices them mm -hmm. to separate from God but then right away uh Cain and Abel we see that internal disunity uh, wonderful right exactly Okay. And so, yeah, like you said, that fast forward us to today when the bigger threats, disunity within that keeps us from living the mission. How, how would you see when, when we're living in unity, how does that how does that impact the mission? Goodness. I mean, <laughs> you know, if if we if we could find that place of complete unity, the way, you know, just as it's as. Jesus, um, you know, he prayed in, in John 17, he talked about, you know, make us one. And, and then he says, so that they can be in complete unity. If we have complete unity, right, then we can live as not only the church family, but the people will see that this is the church family, the, the extension of the kingdom, those that, that have been called by God to to fulfill this mission here on earth. Um, and there won't be this, you know, this hesitation to want to come to the church because I think there's a lot of that going on. It's like, you know, in, in, in my experience, you know, I've heard the words, well, why am I going to go to the church? The church is more messed up than I am, or the church is more messed up than the world. Um, but if we if we can walk in that complete unity that's in Christ, um, not only are we able to to complete the mission that God has has entrusted us with, but we can grow as a community, as a family, because if we understand that we've been reconciled, which 
means that our sins are no longer counted against us. If we understand that we've been forgiven and we walk in that mentality that we've been forgiven, our sins are no longer before us because we've been reconciled, then we learn how to walk in unity with one another because we learn how, we know how to reconcile with one another. Isn't that what the Apostle Paul said right. uh, in Second Corinthians? You know, that we 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 should reconcile with one another because we've already been reconciled with the Father through Christ. And so if we learn to reconcile with one another in, in the church, then we're able to um, extend that to our to the community that is right now, they don't know how to walk in reconciliation. And I think that's part of the, the mission is, is, you know, the gospel message. There, there's, there's, here's the good news. Jesus came to reconcile us with the Father. And so if we can preach that message, not only with words, but with actions. Um, there's so much that we can do. Yeah. So, so if I kind of pull together what you're saying, you know, it makes me wonder, can we, can we really live the mission if we're living in disunity? Right. You know, it's, can, you know, it, it's our witness is so compromised by, by disunity. Uh, and, you know, the world has that strife, that disunity. Then they look at the church and they go, well, you haven't got it figured out either. And we lose our chance to to be the mission. That, right. right. Yeah. Wow. It's so important. I mean, for me, it is because, you know, if, like I said, I came from, I think I mentioned I, I came from a broken marriage, but if, if the church is, is, is comprised of families, it's, you know, it's a family comprised of families. And we know that there are families that are broken. And we as a church want to embrace those families that are broken, that want to find restoration. But if we're broken within, my goodness, how are we going to even help those families that are, that are trying to find restoration in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a humbling thought as we think about the church, right? That we, we, uh, we can't fully live into our mission if, if we aren't receiving and seeking the, the unity that God offers us in, in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So you'd mentioned a couple of scriptures. I mean, you'd mentioned John and you'd mentioned Corinthians. What are there other scriptures that inform uh, your understanding or your thinking around the mission and unity? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Those are the ones that I had in mind. And um and I really hope I honed in on those two. Um because it's it, you know my my I'm I'm gonna share just briefly my story with you know what happened with my husband and I. So we we were married for 20 years. And after 20 years, we decided to split. So uh, we we were separated for five years. We were divorced for two years. Um, and it was really because of our hard-heartedness. Um, but, you know, God is so merciful that even though we were dealing with our own, you know, issues, our own hearts and, and, and our, our past hurts, God really drew us towards him and he dealt with my pain. He dealt with my husband's pain. And after five years, we, 
we reconciled and we remarried. And, you know, so we, we, we believe that this story of restoration is not just for us to keep, you know, we share it with as many people as we can, wherever, you know, God, God leads us. Um, and we base that our testimony on second Corinthians five, 17 through 20. And, you know, this is where, um, the apostle talks about, you know, how we're ambassadors of Christ and that God has committed to us the, you know, the, the message, the message of reconciliation. I keep going back to, to reconciliation because, uh, in one of the mission trips that we went to, that was the main focus because there were families there and they were broken. Some were at the brink of divorce. Some, you know, it was, it was, it was a, a, a conference for family. And we talked about reconciliation and reconciliation is, is, is synonymous with harmony. And I, and you mentioned harmony in the beginning, right? Harmony, mm-hmm. unity, reconciliation. Um, so this scripture is very important for me um, because ever since we reconciled, even though we're, our marriage isn't perfect, um, we understand what it means to walk in unity, what it means to be one. Mm. One as a couple, but also one in Christ. It's not a perfect walk. Right. The church is not perfect. <laughs> we are not perfect. But it is not impossible to walk in unity. Yeah. Just understanding that um, we have to walk out our reconciliation. We have to walk out that 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 um, the gift of unity. Really, it is a gift because um, we cannot. We 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 just can't work it out ourselves. It's just impossible. Um, and so that's why I love you know, what, what, what Christ says when he says, you know, that if, if the father could make us one with him, then we can be brought to complete unity. So that means that outside of Christ, there is no unity period. So it it is only in him that we can have complete unity. And if we have unity, then we can we can complete the mission. We you know we've all been commissioned, but we can we can complete the mission that God has set before us. Um, even if it's kind of not perfect, even if we're kind of stumbling along the way, but we're still focused on the mission. Yeah. We're yeah. we're still heading in the right direction, and you know as we go as as we walk out our our sanctification we're we're learning to to walk in unity with one another and we do that by you know reconciling with one another by forgiving one another you know yeah. and it's it you know, we when we say the lord's prayer and we say forgive us as we forgive mm-hmm. those we really mean right forgive us as we forgive those that is we're not just saying it just to say it yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a long 
explanation, but <laughs> no, no, that's great. I mean, I, actually, as you were talking about it, 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 what it clicked for me, you know, you, I, I think you're so right. We we cannot receive or experience unity outside of Christ, um, right? And and so that for me says that's why the mission is so important, right? If if we're to live as disciples and invite others to be disciples with us, that's that's what brings about that reconciliation, that forgiveness, and opens the door for us to to experience the unity that God seeks for us, that Jesus prayed that we might experience. Yeah, that's that's absolutely great stuff to to for us to hold on to and and to work through. Well, we're uh, we're kind of hitting the home stretch here. Um, you know, I, I have this feeling that you and I could talk about this for a while, um, but we want to make sure that we don't. Uh, overextend our listeners' uh, ears and welcome. Uh, so as, as we're wrapping up here, uh, I just would invite you to, to offer a prayer for us as we uh, continue to seek after God's unity for us in our lives. All right. Um, so Father, we, we thank you for the work of the cross, uh, for Jesus who was reconciling the world to you through his shed blood, we recognize that we have not been living out the message of unity and reconciliation and even forgiveness. We've not been walking in love, but instead we've been walking in disunity. And we ask for your forgiveness. Break us, Lord. You are the potter. Break us if you have to. Soften our hearts. Draw us closer to you, Lord. And lean upon the words of Jesus to make us one as you and Jesus are one, that the world may see a unified church working together in mission to preach the good news of the gospel, which is so desperately needed in our time. I pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Liz, thank you so much for taking the time to, to be in conversation with us. Uh, I hope that it was Thanks, a Aaron. I hope it was a blessing for you. It was a rich blessing for me, and I'm sure those that, that join us in listening in will will experience the same. It was my pleasure. <laughs>